When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get it, people! What they want. No NBA games last night. Had to spend some time with the family. But I will not be spending time with the family this weekend because we have a full slate starting tonight with the Sixers hosting the Heat in Philly. Unlikely that Joel Embiid plays. We need to see more from James Harden, Jalen. So this is... The most drama, the most suspense going into the weekend. A Philadelphia team that has a likely MVP in Joel Embiid, who likely won't play in Game 3 after they dropped the first two games, acquired James Harden during the season to be that second guy on the marquee to hopefully bring Philadelphia a championship. Yet he's played 29 games with them and hasn't attempted 20 shots. It's so wild. Joel Embiid has gone to the podium and said, it is not my job to tell him how to play basketball. Maybe the coach should tell him to be more aggressive. Joel injures his thumb, goes into concussion protocol, and has an eye injury. James Harden comes out and takes 15 shots in a loss to Miami. So when you ask me going into this weekend, what am I looking for? Is James Harden... Still an all-star level player? I'm not mad at the I'm not mad at the playmaking. Of course, I yeah. love making players around you better. And when Mike D'Antoni gave him the basketball, that's what helped unlock his intellect, his his court vision. But they need him to score the basketball. Yes. And that's the change I see. The percentages are down from three. The attempts are down from the free throw eye line. Test, eye test is down. The the uh, the field goal percentage in the paint is down. The ability to get to the rim and finish over traffic in and around defenses has been minimized. Jalen, I know how to fix it. How's that? Shave the beard. He's got to shave the beard. <laughs> He's had the beard for too long. It's, it needs a dramatic change in approach. If he comes out in game three with a freshly shaven face, I'm betting the Sixers real quick. I got to tell you a secret because we've been doing this show 10 years. There was a period of time when I saw him struggle so mightily in the playoffs, when he was having like 13 turnovers, getting eliminated, taking 11 shots against the Spurs, the little B curse. Mm-hmm. I was saying the same thing. Got to shave the beard. He kept it. He kept it. But you know what the Heat keep doing? Plan D suffocating at that yes. three-point line. They did See, to Trey Young, too. This is not unique to James Harden. So so here's something I want everybody to remember. When I say the not-so-lost art of the mid-range, that's why certain players like a Chris Paul or DeMar DeRozan be out here killing because they're not only playing at the three-line and at the rim. Mm-hmm. That's how they are guarding James now, at the three-line 
and at the rim. He ain't getting mid-range really and pulling up constantly. So I want to get a heat a lot of credit for their physicality and their defensive prowess. This is an obvious must-win game oh, yeah. for the Sixers. And there's implications beyond just winning this game in this series. There's James Harden's contract. There's the duo, the two of them. There's Doc Rivers. There's a lot on the line for the Sixers beyond just winning a game in a playoff season. Well, he's a champion, and he's one of the best coaches in the game. But yep. you have to say Doc Rivers' name out loud because when you look on the sideline, of the Miami Heat, all you see is player development, nurturing a roster, um, guys that develop from within. When I look at the Sixers roster, I love the leap that Maxius took, unfortunately for them. Uh, and I love what Thibault does defensively. But he's not much of an offensive weapon. Danny Green struggled in the previous game. They didn't do well in acquiring James Harden for Ben Simmons. I don't know how Ben Simmons even passed the physical if he wild. needed back surgery a few weeks later. And Maxie's the X Factor. I was watching the game, too, and I literally said, if the ball's not in Maxie's hands, they don't really have someone to get them a bucket. They really don't. If James Harden's playing the way he is, Maxie is so key to them. They're going to need him at home. Absolutely. And, and again, like, the scrambling nature of the Miami Heat defense is making the Sixers uncomfortable. Yes. yes. Like, you, you, when I say only took 15 shots – that's a residue of their defense. And that's also him saying, I'll give up the ball. I'll get off the ball. I can't really get a shot mm -hmm. off. No. They you see what I'm saying? They were doing this to Trey Young, too. Like, this this defense is so sophisticated. They've got, like, a hybrid zone thing that they do sometimes that just kind of, like, pass people off. They're very, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, this, this is like they're just zoning up in the hat. Like, my— the, the UNLV running Rebels, rest in peace to Jerry Tarkan, used to do a defense that swarm called the Amoeba D, where they switched yep. everything and no matter what size. They're doing a zone version of that. Yes. When James Harden gets to the right side of the hoop, you know he want to go dance. That's when you bring the guy and force him to give up the ball. So it's great, again, coaching. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you're talking about all of the things that are going to be in question, if Philadelphia loses this way, that's why you had to say, Doc Rivers' name. Other game tonight, it is the Suns and the Mavs. And game two, they were just hunting Luka in the second half. Well, you got to make him work defensively. Um, number one, because he's an elite, dominant offensive player. Yep. Second, he struggles defensively. And you have Chris Paul and you have Devin Booker, two of the best clutch shot makers in the game who have a limited range. And also, they have the autonomy to make sure that they break you down, get the matchup that they want, and then get the shot that they want. Mm -hmm. And so now, all of a sudden, you're making Luka work on both ends of the floor, and that's advantage Phoenix Suns. Now, if you're the Mavs, I'm pretty sure Jason Kidd is going to have a remedy for that. Number one, they're going to zone up a little more. You know, we just saw with the Miami Heat. Now, you know that they're doing that to Luka. That means Chris Paul can't turn the corner. Somebody got to help down. That means yep. Devin Booker got to stay on the perimeter. You can't allow him to do that. So I think there will be an adjustment for the Mavs. I anticipate the Suns, like everybody else, are going to win this series. But I don't think it's going to be in the sweep. I don't think so either. And um, one thing I think about, remember that Pelican Suns series, how exciting and fun that was? Do you remember how it ended with Chris Paul going 14 for 14 from the field? Mm -hmm. They needed like, it. Like, Chris Paul is not going to let this team lose. They, absolutely. And, and DeAndre Ayton, too, talking mm -hmm. about his development. And he's going to be a difference maker in this series just with, with his size, his ability to run the floor and finish around the hoop and punish smaller lineups and or guys that's, his, that, that are playing big like Powell, for example. Yeah, Powell and Cleveland. Like, they don't really have anybody they can really throw out at Ayton to slow him down. And guess what? Floor general point guard Chris Paul knows that and figures it out and we'll get him some buckets. He puts you on your heels. And, and the thing is, in the previous series – like we talked about, 
Like Chris Paul was trying to pick and choose his spots offensively. But what ends up happening is when you extend the defense the way the Pelicans mm-hmm. ended up doing, it's like, all right, I'm about to get this pick and roll between the three other three-point line and half court. Now I might as well go on and get into a rhythm and try to shoot a mid-range shot. And so it's good to see CP3 be as aggressive as he is. And let's not forget holding it down when Devin Booker was injured. Can Luka Doncic just score their, their way into yes. a victory? Yes. Can he they, just single-handedly yes. do it? Yes, yes. They, they're going to still miss Tim Hardaway Jr., but it has to be Luka continuing to do what he does because we ain't going fi- to fix our miles to act like they're slowing Luka down offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They not. Yeah, at 47. Yeah, so let's just make sure we on the same. They ain't stopping him. You know what I'm saying? That's not. They're not going to be able to do it. And it ain't just them. Can nobody stop Luka? He's in that category. Bridges Correct. is covering him. Correct. He's like, the, the, the bridge is over. The bridge is over. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but also, you got to make Luka work defensively. But it's a team sport like Jason Kidd says. So, therefore, if he's going to score more points than the rest of the starters, that means when Brunson is in there, Dinwiddie's in there. Those guys got to play better. Cleveland's got to be a finisher. Powell's got to make plays. Like, it has to be a collective team effort of guys playing substantially better than they did in the first two games. Like, Jalen Brunson looks so good in that Pelican series. So good in that Pelican series. And game one and game two in the Sun series doesn't look the same. Because the perimeter defenders of the Phoenix Suns do a great job of staying in front of him, making him play over length and not fouling. Yeah. See, the one thing he is, is he's shifty, kind of like Chris Paul in a lot of ways. And so he gets you on his hip, he gets you on his heel. They're doing a great job of staying down, staying uh, hands up, and forcing them to play in contact. Well, Jalen, these two series that we're going to see tonight are both 0-2 with one team needing a Game 3 to stay in it. The two series that we're going to discuss right after this very short break are both 1-1 and could go any direction in Game 3. Of course, I'm discussing Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks hosting the Celtics in Game 3. That's going to be a big one. Of course, we start with the two old games. We just love drama here at Jalen and Jacoby. We'll be back right after this. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television, but don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast because we always have exclusive content you won't see on TV on the podcast. Coming to you live from the seaport here in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, we have some broken news. To everyone else, it's breaking news. To Jalen and Jacoby listeners, it's broken news. I did not think that Dylan Brooks would be suspended for game three. Guess what? You did. I did. And guess what? He is. I was adamant about it. And it's a boss move. I think my boss tattooed on this. Oh, no. Oh, no. You do this every time. I remember when people thought I was a thug in college because I had a tattoo. It's crazy how times have changed. For Dylan Brooks, I say this often. Officials uh, also take the result in account before the result is actually concluded. So if he isn't injured for two, three, four, however long weeks he's going to be out, I believe he doesn't get suspended for game three. But since he is injured, it's almost retroactively punishing him because you understand that it's going to affect the Golden State Warriors going forward because you're missing one of their role players. So that's basically the reasoning that I understood that would take place. But also I text people. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I text people. And that's why immediately when you said he be he he got uh, ejected early in the game. Suspended for I was like, game no, two. no, no, no. I got to stop you, fam. <laughs> well, they need Gary Payton the second as well because he's a good defender on John Morant, one of the most, you know, exciting offensive weapons in the game. But let's also not forget that the Grizzlies played most of the season without Dylan Brooks. That great record, regular season record they have, they built without Dylan point. Brooks. Good point. That is a great point. And, but also, that means the emerging of Desmond Bain, who's dealt with an injury, who's also been struggling in the series. They're mm-hmm. going to need to get him going. And we're not talking about the big body up front, Steven Adams, who's been out with COVID protocol. Eventually, they hope to get him back in the series. So they've actually been shorthanded to go stay where it's going to be without Gary Payton a second. But Ja was the dominant force. Yeah, he was. Like, when you look at really what happened in game two, it was almost like he willed this team by all means to tie this series. Now when you're the Golden State Warriors and you looking at that in the film room and Ja telling Steph it's going to be fun, be fun. Yep. I know stay Steve Kerr. I know they running that on repeat, on repeat, because that's what the game is all about. And I appreciate that level of competitive spirit. He just buckled. You always board. say this about stars. Jeez. You always say, we should win because of you. Yeah, because we have you. Yeah. They won because they have Ja Morant. Correct. And also they were daring him to shoot threes. And he didn't say, you know what, I'm going to work on it this offseason. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to start shooting these things right now. Like, we're not going to even let that become a thing. You see what I mean? As a player, the, 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 the psychological portion of the game is so very heavy. Because if you're now allowing them to back up off of you and you're purposely not shooting, that gives them a psychological edge. So he purposely started the series shooting the threes, kept shooting the threes, and then, ooh, gets in the air and double pumps nasty on whoever's guarding him and finishes as he gets 47 in game two. Gary Payton II was starting in this series. So now do you think they start pool? You start pool. You definitely start Poole, who started in the second half, I believe, of game one. But they can interchange it either way. I like having Poole in the game for the obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. He's a dynamic scorer that can get you 30 points. And he also plays well off of Curry. But the other thing I like about him being in the game is that he gets shots off the dribble. And Clay need that. Like Clay, can like, we talk about Stephen Clay, Jalen? Let's do that. Can we talk about Stephen okay, Clay? Okay, I'll try. No one wants to say it. Oh, yeah. Not so splash, brother. Not so splashy. Not so splashy in the last two games. Are they going to get it back at home? I believe so. And and, and, but but they got what they went there for. Like Draymond got got all of the fans mad at him. Not at the other fourteen guys. Just like he wants. He got a twenty five thousand dollar fine that he gonna probably send it to him. A lot of podcast follows. He gonna send it to him in pennies. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Do some Saginaw Pride type spiteful. (laughs) You know what I mean? But in all honesty. I think the Golden State Warriors, under the circumstances that they took game one, gave them a level of of confidence knowing that once we get that split, we go back home, our Splash Brothers shoot better, we play better. Even though we're not going to have Gary Payton a second, this is where you're going to see other guys like Kaminga get more finishes. Wiggins get more finishes. And that's that's what they've done with that roster. Jalen, let's turn our attention to the Celtics-Bucks series. After game one, oh, I thought I think the Bucks are going to dominate. After game two, oh, I think the Celtics are going to dominate. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen in game three. Well, here's what you do know. Giannis is going to dominate. Yes. See, the, the, I, I, I love to see Jalen Brown get going in game two, and that was the difference. But Giannis is constant MVP-level player on both ends of the floor that as long as he continues to attack at home, and they got a split on the road. I think that's that bodes well for the Bucks. Their role players are going to play better at home. Pat Connaughton is going to play. Grayson Allen, mm-hmm. Wesley Matthews, you're going to see him doing his bow and arrow thing. You're going to see Bobby Portis flexing and doing his dance. But the guy that 
is the best player in the league that nobody talks about? My guy right there. Holiday. He leads the way. And when you watch he and Marcus Smart, who I hope is healthy for this series at some point. Likelihood. Likely that he plays. Watching those two guys is like watching... uh, 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 It's like the Spider-Man it's like the two point guards doing MMA. Like, they grappling. They fighting through screens. Flopping. They, yeah, exactly. Flopping. And <laughs> pushing big guys, guarding guys. It's the opposite of watching John Steph. You know, they, mm. they're so, mm. they're so like, uh, uh, Graceful. Yeah, yeah, they're, Finesse. They're, absolutely. And you get mesmerized by watching them play offense. Like, these two guys do all of the things that ain't highlights. Mm-hmm. And they got the same defensive stats one of them is a defending champion. One of them is defensive player of the year. Some tells me Giannis heard everybody talking about how great Grant Williams was at guarding him. I love Grant Williams. Some tells me everyone heard how great, great, great Grant Williams was at guarding Giannis. And some tells me Giannis heard that. And, 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 and the one thing that it reminds me when I see Grant Williams, too, he's also young. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if you have an asset like him who's an undersized based on his height, but has found ways to position his body, his intellect, and now be a part of one of the best defenses in the league. And I can trust you to guard KD and Giannis. But then on the other end, you're giving me 20 points like he did in the previous game. Like, he's been a standout player this season. It is time for Socially Awkward. Remember when uh, Debo Samuel <laughs> unfollowed the 49ers, scrubbed the, scrubbed the account, asked for a trade, refollowed the 49ers, liked some 49ers-related posts. Jalen, you can just say it's just Instagram doesn't matter, but this is the way that they communicate nowadays. This is a classic example of players using the media to control their narrative without saying a word. Because when we speak especially a black player in a sport like football and basketball about our worth or about being underpaid. A lot of people frown upon that and they forget that these are salary cap sports to begin with. And so now if you Debo Samuels, there's nothing you can say, nothing at all that's going to have the people saying he deserves to get a hundred million, nothing. So you're better off doing exactly what he did. I'll send the the loudest message without saying a word. How many times have I told you about people when I get confused? I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are so loud. Mm -hmm. That was a loud action. You know what this reminds me of? When I wasn't following you on Twitter for like a year. (laughs) (laughs) I accidentally unfollowed you. You were like, no, you're not even following me. I was like, oh, my bad. Doing the show. That was longer than a year. It was like two and a half, three years. You should have said something earlier then. We'll be back right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Love that. True name. Gee. Doubleheader tonight on ESPN. Of course, it starts with NBA Countdown. Well, you'll see Jalen Rose with a fresh look. Then at 7 p.m., it is Game 3 in Philly between the Heat and the Sixers. And then at 9.30, Game 3 between the Suns and the Mavs. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, every single day that Brittany Griner has been detained, we recognize that fact on this program. And now, here we are, 78 days later. As the WNBA starts their season, we're wishing them best of luck. They will start to acknowledge Brittany Griner. Her initials will be on the basketball courts. I'm very glad to see them acknowledging her. We at Jalen and Jacoby have consistently continued to acknowledge her. 78 days of being detained. 
is way too long. We're wishing her a speedy, safe return to the United States. I never thought it would last this long. This is, this is unjust. Did she break the law? Yes, most likely. However, this is unjust. 78 days just seems... Wrongfully detained. Absolutely. Jalen, there's a book coming out about Phil Mickelson. And in the book, they say that between 2010 and 2014, Phil Mickelson had $40 million in gambling losses. Wow. Well, that's an astronomical number. Yes. And if the number is exaggerated, that means he at least lost 25. He's going to come out and say, this is not true. That did not happen. But something tells me the number's not zero. That number is like as big as those calves he got. That's a lot. If I lose 39 million, it's going to be tough for me to lose that 40th million. That's a lot. What did he play? Craps, blackjack, poker. What does he play? They don't detail exactly, but they just said gambling losses. Well, the great thing about the sport that he plays and the talent that he has, unlike a lot of people out there, that's why you got to pay attention to when you're gambling. And that's why they have those uh, things at the bottom of the, the disclaimers mm-hmm. that real, like the, the, the disclaimers in real small letters for situations like this. At least in his world, he may be able to go earn it back. So, Jalen, you're a crazy blackjack player. However, I've gambled with you, and you only gamble $50, $100, because you're responsible and older. When you were younger, what is the most you ever lost in one night? Oh, I've lost. Um, I know I've lost 20000 Oof. I, Oof. That, that's definitely happening. And you feel sick. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, I, I don't want to eat. I ain't want to talk to nobody. I just Ugh. walk around frowning. And you know what make it worse? When you have money. Like, that's the point. Because you're thinking, I could go, I'm, I'm about to go double down, try to get this 20 back. Mm. And then that becomes losing 40. And then that becomes. Yeah, so when you're me and you lose, 80. you just got zero. Correct. And you're done. You're like, yo, I try Next to call the goes, bank. They're taking your fingerprints. I try to do all of this. Oh, I ain't got no more money. I'm getting tonight. sad right now. <laughs> Let's get happy. Show me some Shohei. Shohei Otani in Fenway, where Babe Ruth pitched and stepped at the plate. 11 strikeouts against the Red Sox. Two hits, Jalen Rose. We need to go watch him play. You've been saying this for two years. We need to go watch him play. It is incredible to see a guy striking out 11 while getting two hits. And if you switch the uniforms, that'll be Huge breaking news. Huge story. Like, that, this should be a bigger story. Correct. Why is this not a bigger story? East, Why aren't people talking about this? East Coast bias. Los Angeles is a big market, Mr. Rose. He doesn't play in Los Angeles. Anaheim's close. <laughs> if he played it's for the Dodgers, you think, they it's would have you think. They exactly. tried to Disneyland. You far. out there way too long. We'll be back. Way too much money out there. On Monday, ESPN 2, Appreciate 4 p.m. Love.